to NCFM Today, a podcast about family medicine in the Old North State. I'm your host, Greg Griggs. As we bring 2022 to a close, this episode of NCFM Today will feature the 2022 year in review by our outgoing president, Dr. Demetrios Haki Andros. Dr. Andros delivered this speech during our annual meeting and Winter Family Physicians Weekend in early December. Listen now as Dr. Hondros provides an update on the activities of the NCFP during 2022. And now for our year in review, but where I failed is I don't have slides, so thanks, Maureen, for always overdoing me. (laughs) Boy, was it a busy one. As we all came out of the quarantine, we took off running. The NCFP was back in full swing, fighting for family docs and patients across the state. Advocating as a family physician is really important. Our advocacy efforts circled around efforts in the General Assembly and with our payers and health systems. Greg testified at a joint oversight committee on access and coverage on the importance of family medicine and the need to expand Medicaid. The legislature came close, but as we know, it was an, expand- it was a, an election year to expanding Medicaid, and it got tied up in a lot of other regulatory issues, but we're really hopeful that this thing is going to come back around and get approved in 2023. Dr. Karen Smith also testified as a North Carolina Medical Society board member at a different meeting of the same committee stressing the importance of team-based care versus fragmenting care. We had a bill introduced and very close to receiving funding to provide scholarships for medical students to enter family medicine and practice in rural and underserved areas. This bill gained traction and it'll pick up momentum again in 2023. We work closely with our colleagues across the aisle with the Pete Society to successfully lobby to merge health choice and Medicaid effectively coming this July. This will streamline the two programs and reduce admin burden due to the previous differences in the two. We also had held a very successful White Coat Wednesday at the General Assembly in the spring. We worked tirelessly with our state payers to reduce admin burdens on your behalf and help increase investment in primary care. We continue to work with North Carolina DHHS and our prepaid health plans on issues and concerns around Medicaid transformation. Medicaid also ultimately decided to delay tailored plans until April of next year, a move that we feel is really positive for us all. We met monthly with Healthy Blue, the Medicaid arm of Blue Cross, quarterly with Commercial Blue Cross, and regularly with WellCare, AmeriHealth, Caritas, and United, trying to advocate for administrative simplification and address issues of concerns to our members. We were and remain heavily involved in a North Carolina Medical Society task force looking at payer relations and reducing administrative burden. We successfully advocated to fix a coding issue with Blue Cross that had led to some practices not being paid for counseling on the COVID vaccine at certain visits. We also successfully advocated to stop Blue Cross recoupments on other technical issues. And we began participating in the AFP primary care learning community to share ideas about how to measure and increase investment. 
Workforce issues related to family medicine docs are also key. We made many positive strides on this as well. We partnered, as we heard from Dr. Murphy, with CCNC on a series of presentations to residency programs about models of practice, employment contracts, and more. Over 24 residents have already reached out to our academy to get guidance on contracts with Sean's help. We talk to them, to those graduating, to know about all the opportunities in North Carolina. And our partnership with CCNC is also providing other opportunities as well. We participated in an NCIOM panel around primary care workforce and advocated for the medical board to adopt NCIOM healthy 2030 recommendations to invest and increase primary care workforce. I personally put in many countless hours meeting many family docs who just personally called at their clinics to help understand and guide them around areas of administrative burden, autonomy, and having a voice in the current, and current environment. Education as well only enhances us as family physicians. We're always striving to learn and better ourselves as clinicians. Medicine algorithms are changing daily, and the NCAFP was here to help provide a scientifically sound platform to learn from. As we heard, we had the first ever Family Medicine Academic Summit, where 66 faculty came together from the medical schools and residency programs. In conjunction with this event, also 75 students participated in hands-on didactics and Family Medicine Day. Next year's, I hear, um, Family Medicine Summit is on POCUS, Pone of Care Ultrasound, but, so please don't call the conference Hocus Pocus. <laughs> We held another successful virtual meeting in the summer with 150 attendees in a virtual KSA by 64 of our members. We partnered with the Governor's Institute to offer a unique virtual program on complex pain management that also 135 of our members participated in. And here again this year, 675 family docs, 95 students and 70 residents are here learning from our great program chairs and vice chairs. For family physicians to thrive and offer true cost-contained health care, the ideal model is with collaboration. We need teams around us that include APPs, nutrition, behavioral, etc. It only enhances and improves the patient experience, and we also know it drives down costs and improves outcomes. We're in the middle of a major push in the state around collaborative care models of integrating behavioral health into primary care. This is multi-payer, multi-organization effort led by Medicaid and Dr. Dollar and her team. Medicaid is now, for those who don't know, paying 120% of Medicare rates for these collaborative care codes. If you're not using them, please start. Medicaid aligned credentialing of different providers with Medicare. NCFP and the North Carolina Psychiatric Association work together on a model as well for contracting consulting psychiatrists. Now you can talk to them on the phone and a lot of times don't have to send your patients. CCNC got a contract for a registry that will be free for small independent practices and FQHCs for two years. AHEC is doing practice coaching and education on the model, including here today this afternoon at 445 in the Roosevelt War Room. A few miscellaneous items. We continue to provide timely information and updates about COVID and implementation of Medicaid managed care. We participated in the AFP's Family Medicine Advocate Summit in May in Washington and took part in the first live Congress of Delegates since 2019 as well in Washington. 
We continue to work with Dr. White and Dr. Lee Beatty on the Family Doctor podcast, which is produced monthly. For those of you who don't have it, go back and listen to it. It's on Spotify and all the... We also produced a podcast about issues in family medicine called North Carolina Family Medicine Today on a periodic basis. Many of our members as well were also spotlighted as well this year, and so congratulations to all of them. But another, a number of internal positives as well. Catherine Atkinson took on additional responsibilities with Marita retiring around CME, did a great job. Let's please give her a round of applause for helping put this meeting together. She's so good. She was also elected secretary treasurer of the Association Executives of North Carolina, the state's organization for association professionals. But she swore in blood she's still going to work with us. We added Jan Rating to the staff as finance and operations manager. And also, probably the greatest in, in Greg's eyes and all of us is uh, Perry had a little baby boy, Matt, back, back in May. There's a picture on him on the screen. There was earlier. Earlier there was. I haven't lost it quite yet. As you can see, my friends, we have many things to be thankful for and many things to feel accomplished about. The state of our academy continues to be strong. As my presidential year comes to a close, I reflect on all that we have done. All of these accomplished wouldn't have been possible without Greg and his team. Let's please give them a round of applause. Our NCAFP executive and foundation boards and board of directors, let's please give them a round of applause. And all of the countless physicians, residents, students that participate in our state and national organizations through volunteer leadership roles, which is what all of these are for us, let's also give them a round of applause. As I look back on the year, I have cherished it and am centered by two things I have learned. To not be afraid to stand up for your profession, like Dr. Murphy said, and to do what you can to help foster the next generation of family physicians. No matter where you are in healthcare, independent, FQHC, DPC, health system, PSA, academic, understand that we should be the ones that drive what makes us and our patients thrive together in this new value-based world. And don't forget to foster and educate the future of our profession. Become a mentor, become a teacher, become a preceptor. Maureen brought me to this meeting. <laughs> And next year we celebrate 25 years and we get to do it again. And as 2023 approaches, please begin to consider what you can contribute to the foundation, just like Dr. Murphy said. I was taken away by a quote from a fellow AFP leader earlier this year, I think from Michigan or Minnesota, that I feel applies to us right now. I wasn't as old as Dr. Murphy, so I couldn't go 2,000 years back. We need to, quote, we need to stand strong in our specialty and know our value. We must not only be the community physicians, but also the healthcare leaders. There is no one more qualified to educate and negotiate for healthcare than us. 
I have been humbled to serve as your president and thankful for the opportunity you have given me. But the great thing is you're in good hands with Dr. Guthrie as she moves into this role tomorrow night. And I am confident on the state of this academy, our profession, and our future. Thank you to all of you. of NCFM today. You've been listening to Dr. Taki Hondra's State of the Academy Address at the NCAP's Winter Family Physician Weekend in early December. Be on the lookout for the next edition when we hear from our new president, Dr. Shauna Guthrie, as she begins her term as NCFP president. You can find NCFM today on the Apple or Google stores, on Spotify, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. You can also find it on our website at www.ncap.com. We encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to the